Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate you being with us today, my next guest is Kevin Burson from Connected Consulting in Encino, California. And let me tell you a little bit about them. Kevin is a uh, mergers and acquisition advisor and strategy consultant, ha- helping lower middle market business owners uh, defined as between two and a hundred million in annual revenues, fundamentally improve their business as well as navigate the process of selling their business for maximum transactional value. So, as an M&A advisor. Kevin uh, serves as a deal quarterback, works closely with the owners, lawyers, CPA, bankers, the the team, leveraging his MBA, Big Six consulting background, and 25-plus years of experience as a strategic and operational advisor. So we're going to learn how to increase valuation and maximize deal proceeds when selling your business, an important topic of the day. Kevin, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, how are you doing? It's a pleasure to be here. Doing great, doing great. Thank you. Um, you know, a lot of our clients are are wondering uh, how how they're going to be doing, <laughs> especially if they were thinking about uh, selling their business or, uh, you know, how it'll how fast it'll come back. But before we get into that, yeah. tell me a little bit about you and your background and um, what Connected Consulting is all about. Sure. So um, my background is I uh, graduated UCLA, and then I went into Big Six Consulting, where we were uh, working with a lot of middle market companies on technology and strategy projects. Uh, I worked there up until the uh, in, until the Enron debacle in 2002, uh, at which time I was uh, recruited to go to Technicolor, where uh, I led some worldwide technology initiatives and. Uh, found my way onto their M&A team. They uh, had a new CEO that was interested in growing the business through acquisition. I initially joined that team as the IT guy looking at companies that we were going to buy and thinking about how we're going to integrate their technology stacks and uh, really fell in love with the M&A process and uh, had a chance to join that team. So uh, I've been involved in uh, mergers and acquisitions ever since and uh, really got my start uh, we're working on some big corporate international deals. Uh, we sold RCA, which is a billion-dollar division. Uh, we bought several companies in the digital advertising space, uh, collectively about $400 million. So that's how I got my, my M&A chops and uh, went out on my own in 2014. Good time to go out on your own. Uh, businesses were starting to really pick up and hum. I know after 2009, a lot of business owners said there's – no E in my EBITDA, so how am I going to sell my business uh, if I don't have any net profits to show? And now a lot of owners are starting to say, you know, I'm I'm older, I'm ready, uh, I want to sell my business, um, but 
what's happening with valuations these days. So let's start with that. What, what's happening yeah. as a result of COVID-19 to a lot of business, yeah. I mean, depending on the business, right? What's, what's happening with valuations yeah, these days? So it, it's definitely a industry by industry uh, situation. So, you know, some client, uh, talking to a guy today, owns uh, several health clubs. I mean, that's, a, that's not a great situation, right? He's, he's, when his business reopens, he has to uh, social distance the members. So it kind of puts a cap on what his revenue can be. He's got to space out uh, the sessions so they can do cleaning in between sessions. He's got to invest in some uh, thermometers and other safety equipment. So that business is going to look radically different uh, by the time uh, he reopens. So the question for that business is what do the financials look like when, when he reopens? And, you know, is there going to be a material shift in consumer behavior around, you know, fitness clubs? So, so that's a, that's a part of the industry that's tough on, on the bright side. I'm working on a very large deal right now for a e-commerce uh, brand and they own uh, they, they 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 have their own brand. They provide apparel, lifestyle products. Um, it's a very successful business, about 30 million in sales, very very profitable. And this one, I'm now talking to buyers, and there's there's a lot of interest in this one, a lot of interest. So where a business like this may have sold for eight to 12 times uh, EBITDA three months ago, I think the offers will come in a little lighter than that now, and I think the sellers just need to be very flexible and be willing to accept uh, a larger part of the consideration based on, you know, what happens in the future, which is called an earnout. So any business right. that's uh, consumer facing, you know, it's really unknown what's going to happen to the strength of the consumer going forward. And other businesses, healthcare, technology are, are really not affected at all. Um, it, it's accelerating technology in a lot of cases. I'm working with a, a consulting client who's a behavioral services company. They provide uh-huh. in-home services to kids with autism. And uh, his business in the short term is definitely suffering as he can't get people into the home. But he has quickly transitioned to a telemedicine model. And if he does that right, he should be able to increase his profits because you know today he's been having to pay drive time and mileage and his therapist would get to, you know, take him an hour and a half in L.A. to get to the next appointment. You know, he could, they could do more appointments per day. They can be uh, more refreshed, and then he doesn't have to pay them for mileage and drive time. So it can definitely be a great, great situation if done well. So, you know, really it's industry, industry by industry to see, to see how things are, are shaking out. Um, but there's right. still there's, right. there's a tremendous, tremendous appetite for deals on, on the buy side. I'm getting – I'd say the – Calls from buyers or outnumbering calls from sellers five to one right now. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, the the uh, seminars and workshops that I've attended, you hear there's two trillion dollars of private equity money out there. It's got to find a home. Um, there, there's no good investment alternatives. It's got to be a business. Uh, the question is what they'll pay and what they'll expect. Uh, so how much leeway would say, let's say a private equity deal or a buyer that bought a business uh, a year or two years ago and uh, expected um, to, to through an earnout to you know, pay off the business in a few years, um, now hits COVID-19. Um, what's the impact on the seller at, at this point when, because usually if, you know, if a business goes out of, the reason for an earnout is if a business goes out of business, you're out, right. you know, you're not going to, you're right. not going to get your final installments uh, in situations where it's not like necessarily out of business. It's, in some cases, it's just on pause um, for a lot of businesses. 
Uh, were there were, were any of those considerations built into earnouts in the past, and if not, will they be built in the future? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to have uh, we're going to see a lot more use of this um, this, this this clause of you know pandemic force majeure is it called? Yeah, force majeure exactly. You'll start to see that uh, definitely sweep across uh, all kinds of uh, leases and purchase agreements for sure. Much more use of that. Um, you know, there's a, a, a well-publicized case right now of the company that's trying to buy Victoria's Secret, and they're trying to back out of the deal uh, over this. And their, their contract was actually written in a way to uh, prevent uh, uh, the buyer from walking away. So it'll be interesting to see how the, the courts resolve this one. But, yeah, I think we'll see a lot more use of that. And certainly uh, it, it's, it's uh, going to be the only way that it's going to – it's going to require sellers to be a lot more flexible around structure to get deals done right now because we are in a very, very uncertain time. Yeah, I think I think the big question is: Will sellers and buyers be able to envision um, the backside of this? Because nobody's been through this before, so we don't know. Are we looking at a V-shape? We're hoping that's what the economists are saying. We'll see a V-shape. Everything will get back to normal. If you're a restaurant, you're 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 toast. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Because you're, you know, your your food spoiled. You, you nobody's going to come back and eat three meals to make up for the meals they didn't eat over the last three weeks. Um, if you're a retailer, you've got yeah. you you've got inventory. Hopefully, it didn't spoil or go out of fashion. If you're in construction, then you've got a backlog you're working off, and hopefully, the industry that you're building for isn't isn't an auto industry or you know or a uh, hospitality, right? So you got to adapt. So a lot of adaptation going on. In the meanwhile, are you counseling people that are considering um, selling their business that, hey, instead of selling businesses, maybe you should be thinking about buying businesses in the next 90 to 180 days uh, that are that are worse off than you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's definitely a, a discussion for for sellers that are, are ready to kind of take take a look to, for for buyers that are really actively looking to explore opportunities and have the wherewithal to survive this and are reasonably well funded. Uh, that that is definitely a discussion that that I'm having. But so, some some sellers are are just kind of tired and they want to sell when they can. But this is definitely a time to prepare for that sale to to get your financials ready. To make sure that your your policies are are uh, up to date, and your insurance policies are, are are well well written, and what you need, it's definitely a time to kind of shore up your business so you can either you know thrive when you reopen or be prepared to sell. It's definitely a time to kind of take inventory of your your readiness. Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of business owners were already ready to sell because they they lost their opportunity from 2009 to about 2000 not too long ago <laughs> and now and they're older and so so they were this was going to be it right everything's doing going great parties going parties just getting good and all of a sudden somebody calls the cops and the party's over um so uh it, with your outlook are how would you counseling people to to do if they were in the process of selling and now they're just kind of figuring things out what are some of the top things you're you're counseling your clients to do well, you want to really just have kind of a score a scorecard ready, so you can kind of assess mm-hmm. 
the business and if the business is shut down right now, you know, what are all the things that have to happen for it to reopen? What are some of those indicators? You want to be mindful of that. And then if you already are running, uh, what kind of data can you show how the business is performing in this time? And, you know, this uh, e-commerce company that I'm selling, surprisingly, their sales are up about 60% since COVID hit Europe uh, compared to the same period last year. So I think that's some, some fantastic data that we're able to show buyers of, of like, look, this is, uh, this is an incredibly passionate, loyal customer base here that are, are sticking with this company. Their products are, are, are not essential, but pretty darn close to essential uh, to see this kind of volume. So um, it will behoove sellers to be able to be able to show data like this to buyers of how the business is reacting and if the business is closed, you know, what are the indicators to look for as soon as the business to reopen to show that it's healthy. And that's, that's the kind of work that I'm, I'm really trying to do with as many, many of my clients as I can. Now, um, I've been told that you have a unique service and, uh, and model of how you run your business. Can you tell us a little bit about what's unique about your service and model? Yeah, so I, I provide an end-to-end service. And with my consulting background, I have a company uh, called Connected Consulting where we work with companies uh, several years before the time they're ready to sell. And, you know, for example, that's what I'm doing with this behavioral services company where we've been revamping the, the business model, uh, working towards increased profitability. This seller had a certain valuation expectation they'd like to achieve. So I've been working with him for a couple of years towards that end. And this also involves kind of restructuring the business now towards a teleservices model. Uh, so when the company is ready to transact, and the, then I will do my deals through a company called Seapoint, uh, where we execute our transactions. And, and with C-Point, I've had over an 80% success rate uh, selling businesses that I take to market. So the industry average is between 30 and 40%, and I'm at 80%. So I feel like it's a really nice model to get to know companies very well uh, before they're ready to sell, uh, take the time to prepare the business, make sure the financials are very, very tight, make sure the data room is put together, make sure that processes are, are, are in place, make sure that job descriptions are well-defined, and so when you go to market, uh, there's really – you have everything up front. There's not going to be any surprises in the process. You know, the worst thing that would happen is a buyer discovers something down the line that, you know, forces them to lose trust and walk away from a deal. Uh, the way that we design our processes, we want to surface all the, all the warts of the business up front and, and take some time to, to mitigate as much as possible before we go to market. And I think that's one of the big reasons why we've been as successful as we have been. That's great. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, we always advocate planning well in advance, as you say, finding finding out what the uh, the buyer is going to find out well well before they do, so you can work on that. Now, so let's talk about a little bit. What kinds of businesses are the most sellable in today's environment? Yeah. So right now, uh, businesses that are are continue that are continuing to thrive through through COVID. So these will be. Now, the top of the list are healthcare and technology. Uh, I think we've seen a radical shift in people using technology. You can look at uh, services like Zoom, which you know very few people are using six months ago, now hundreds of millions of users. Uh, myself, I use a Peloton bike to work out. It's a really phenomenal experience, and that's you know technology-enabling things. So anything that's, that's on point with uh, sheltering in place, uh, you see groceries doing inc- incredibly well, transportation companies doing incredibly well, uh, core manufacturing of, of essential products is doing very well. 
so anything that is showing some resiliency in this time, and uh, there are pockets of consumer products that are incredibly uh, successful right now. Anything, you know, home workout gear, um, grocery delivery services, categories of, exactly. Anything that's, that's yeah. kind of making the, the people more comfortable in their homes, those businesses are thriving. Uh, bedding, housewares, those, those companies can be tremendously su- successful if they have an e-commerce business model. If they're still relying on people going to malls to shop, well, malls are closed, and this is going to accelerate the shift that's been happening over the last decade towards e-commerce. I think any business that doesn't um, – e-commerce businesses should, should do very well in this time, and they are very much in demand. Now, I've seen economic data that showed, of course uh, – Retail, hard hard retail, uh, uh, hard uh, location retail tanked right during during uh, yeah. March, but uh, at home uh, purchasing of of goods and services spiked heavily. Some at some point that'll come back down. But the question is, and I just saw another study that said um, we're we're now eating like we were in the 1990s. In the 1990s, we had um, uh, about 70% of our food we bought at the grocery store, 30% or 25% roughly, was about takeout. And we had migrated to a point where just before COVID-19, 50% was takeout, 50% was bought at a grocery store, and now it's changed back, of course. Um, so some of these trends are are temporary, and some of these businesses that are out of business right now will be back. The question is, can they make it? Um, with their cash flow through this, and then can they can they uh, plan for a spike in sales after that, which of course requires even more cash flow? Um, what can business owners do now to increase their valuation ahead of a sale process? So I think it's it's really about taking a look at every line item on your profit and loss statement, and really looking taking a hard look at your costs. This is a time to evaluate everything about your business. Um, you know, do you really need some of these extra, you know, has your marketing been effective? Um, are your insurance policies up to date? Are you paying for just what you need? Um, are there anything else you can renegotiate? Do you need the landscaping services? This is a time to really take a look at all your costs and make some very hard decisions, unfortunately, about payroll as well. Um, you know, Hopefully your you know, businesses are in shape and they've been able to get PPP loans, but in case they haven't, then they need to really take a hard look at, at, at staffing and who is absolutely essential right now. Um, most business owners don't regret the uh, draconian cuts that they have to make right now to stay alive. So if you're in, it's really about how can you stay alive to see the next day. Um, so, to, but in terms of increasing the valuation, it's really about um, building in automation to the business as much as possible uh, understanding the data, cleaning up the financials, that would be the number one thing that I would say is use this time to make sure uh, most, most buyers want to see businesses on accrual-based financials. A lot of businesses that I see are on a cash basis. So uh, going through the conversion from cash to accrual is, uh, is, is definitely a process for, for many businesses that I would recommend they go through. Um, we also need to take a look at any you know, major, major trends and variances to tax returns. That's part of the cleanup effort. We really want to be able to go to market with rock-solid financials. If there's any personal or family expenses, those need to be 
highlighted and very well understood. Um, and we need uh, receipts and documentation to, to support those expenses. Um, any kind of buyer that's going to go through any kind of uh, loan process is going to basically need to provide all this documentation as well. So we want to get ahead of that process. And I think cleaning up the financials is, is the single most important thing. Uh, number two is shoring up your expenses uh, and, and kind of eliminating any unnecessary expenses right now would be number two. Yeah, great tips. Uh, uh, really interesting uh, discussion. Uh, and uh, I want to point out that uh, Kevin will share thoughts on an opinion of value, trends, deal structures common for your business in a complimentary discussion. Kevin, what's the best way for them to uh, get in touch with you to uh, to talk about those issues? Yeah, sure. The uh, best way to get me is on email, Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, at connected, K-I-N-E-C-T-E-D.com. So that's Kevin at K-I-N-E-C-T-E-D.com, and that's the website as well as connected.com, K-I-N-E-C-T-E-D. Kevin, that's really interesting. I'm, uh, I'm sorry we're talking, you know, these kind of unusual times, but it's it's great to hear that there's still activity happening, uh, that business owners, again, uh, should be probably doing a little bit more planning. Maybe they were letting things get a little – maybe they weren't going to be attractive not every business that goes to sell sells, right, anyways. So maybe this is a good time for them to get in good shape and get ready and give you a call and, and see what's going on in the marketplace. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's really a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Bill. I really appreciate it. Uh, stay healthy. All right, you too. You too. Take well, care. thank you for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, all of our interviews today. Hope you did too. We'll see you again next week here at uh, Exit Coach Radio. Hey everybody, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. One of the questions I get asked the most is how do I grow the value of my business? I'm so busy working in it, I need to work on it. So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS to 44222 to get a special free report right to your inbox. That's DRIVERS to 44222. Text DRIVERS to 44222. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.